Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to For the Long Run, the podcast exploring the why behind what keeps runners running long, strong, and motivated. I'm your host, Jonathan Levitt. I've been running for a few years now and have the privilege of meeting many incredible runners on my travels all across the country. This podcast is intended to share those amazing conversations. This week's guest is Lindsay Flanagan. Lindsay is a pro runner living and training in Boulder, Colorado. Lindsay is from Chicago, and we recorded this podcast right before this year's Chicago Marathon. We talked about her love for pancakes, as well as training and living in the Boulder bubble. Lindsay talked about her goals for Chicago, which she totally crushed. When talking about these goals, she said, we are looking to run fast, not I'm looking to run fast, highlighting her team-focused approach. We also talked about her use of social media as a pro athlete and her work with brands, and how she uses social media to connect with people all across the world. We also talked about the Boston Marathon and her experience running it a couple of times. We both agreed that the Newton Hills are really not that bad. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back. I'm here with Lindsay Flanagan in beautiful Boulder, Colorado. Um, Lindsay, thanks for thanks for joining today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of Glad course, to be here. of course. So let's kick it off with the most difficult question I'm going to ask all day. Perfect. Right from the start. Um, who is Lindsay Flanagan? Who is Lindsay Flanagan? Um, Lindsay Flanagan is a, a professional marathon runner living and training in uh, Boulder, Colorado for the past two years. Uh, born and raised right outside of Chicago. So super stoked to be heading back there for the marathon in uh, three weeks. Um, yeah, I feel like runner. Uh, I live with my sister out here, which is always kind of funny and we have a great time. Yep. Um, yeah, I, um, I coach recently. Um, I, uh, am a big fan of brunch food and breweries. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's a good place for that. <laughs> yeah. What's your, what's your brunch order? Uh, brunch or pancakes. Always, always pancakes. I just, it's my, they're my favorite food and I can't get away from it. So I nice. just, uh, stick just with lean into things. it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> what's your, what's your favorite brewery here in Boulder? Favorite brewery. Um, so I actually lived in Louisville for a year, which is, it's right outside of. And they're uh, very adamant that it's not Louisville. It is not it's, Louisville. It's and my Louisville. dad is obsessed with saying Louisville. <laughs> and my dad, that is Kentucky. Um, but there's a brewery over there called uh, 12 Degrees. And it's like right on the main street. So that was like our go-to when we lived there. So yeah, I'm going to say that one. Cool. Um, I've had a lot of Boulder athletes on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's just a tiny, tiny percentage of the amazing athletes that are out here in Boulder. And one of the things that they all highlight is what an incredible place it is. But it's Mm -hmm. also like, you know, you walk down the street and you see Olympians and you see people who look like pro athletes because they are pro athletes. And um, what's it like living in an environment like that where, you know, Matt Daniels put it perfectly. He's a sub four miler. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm a sub four miler there are 50 of those in town. Like who cares? What's it like being in that environment and training at the level that you're training at? 
Yeah, I think it's funny. Like, we call it the Boulder Bubble because it just, like, doesn't seem like reality. Cause, right. Like, I just feel like nowhere else in the country are you going to have something like that. Right. Um, but it's it's special. I mean, I feel like you're on the track and you're using, like, a, you know, local little middle school track. But you have, like, all of these amazing athletes out there just, like, crushing it. And you're like, man, I live in such a cool place. Like, there, nowhere else would it, like, ever happen like this. Um so, yeah, I've been here two years and I don't plan on leaving anytime soon because it's, just, yeah, it's a weird, <laughs> Same. wonderful place. Yeah. Um, but do you, do you ever fall victim to the comparison game? Like, are you on Strava? Are you, are you looking at other athletes' workouts? I'm actually not on Strava. And I think one thing I pride myself in is not playing the comparison game. Like anytime someone like wants to like share a workout or whatnot, I think that's great. Like I'm all for sharing, yep. but... I think a lot of times we don't know the context of anything else that right. like kind of happened in the week. So I just like kind of stay as far away from the comparison game. Cause I feel like if you live somewhere like Boulder, you could totally fall into that trap. Yeah. Like, but I saw this person crushing it the other day and you're like, you know, Lindsay, you have no idea what they did like <laughs> right. all week. So just like take a step back right. and like, don't stress out about it. Cool. Um, so I was talking with Rosie Edwards yesterday. Yeah. Um, I guess that's how we got connected. And she was saying that you all have a fun training group and you're training with each other. And, yeah. and she was talking a lot about like needing to pull back the rein sometimes because, mm -hmm. you know, you don't know what other people are doing, but exactly. you're in this environment where there's always someone down to run fast and there's yeah. always someone ready to rip. No, it's true. And I feel like, I don't know, that's when you have to be like super dialed into your own training and be like, okay, today's like not the day to crush because yeah. I have to do that tomorrow. And if I do that three days in a row, I might break. Right. So it is, it's, you're constantly kind of pulling back the reins a little bit because yeah, it's fun to run with people, but at the same time, you're all kind of gearing up for different races and you're in different, you know, segments of your block. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is fun though. I mean, there's a million people to run with here. And so yeah, you can definitely get a little carried away for sure how's the chicago training going it's been really really good um i will say this has been probably my best buildup i've had uh probably just so far so i'm i'm confident i'm excited um and i think i'm just going in uh yeah i think just being like confident is is the big thing right now cool what do you do you incorporate you know benchmark workouts that you can compare from cycle to cycle? Yeah, I've been working uh, with my coach, Steve Magnus, for about a year and a half. So um, I think each buildup we've done has been like a little bit different, which I kind of like because I can't actually like go back and be like, oh, wait, what did I do this workout in last week? Right. They're always changing. So for me, I think that's good. But I think the biggest thing this time around is I've actually really been able to run like marathon pace here, which in the past, like I have just struggled massively with just, I don't know if it's the altitude or what actually I know probably the altitude. altitude. <laughs> yeah. But I just feel like I would see these workouts on paper and I'd be like, Oh my God, I have to run marathon pace for how long? And I'd be like, well, you can do this for 26 miles. Why are you stressed out about right. doing it? But it's something about doing it here that just like makes me panic. But this time around, I've actually been able to, to hit it and not feel like I'm, you know, just dying. So I'm like, okay, this is a really good sign. Nice. Yeah. What's it like working with a prolific coach like Steve? It's good. Um, I think it works well because um, I'm super independent and I don't really need my handheld. And I think we work well because he can like send me my workouts. Like we have feedback afterwards, but yep. I don't really need a whole lot of, you know, 
just like the day to day, like, how am I doing? Like, is this, is this good? Like, yeah. you know, I think it has been working pretty good. That's awesome. How long you've been working with them? A uh, year and a half. I think since last, last March. Cool. Yeah. Um, why did you go for your first run? What do you mean? Like the first, the first time you went for a run. Oh, why, first time why'd I ever, you do it? Yeah. I was like, wait here. Oh, first <laughs> time I ever went for a run. Um, little Lindsay out, out yeah, the door. Little Lindsay. I actually didn't start running until high school, but, uh, I think the first time I actually ran, I was, uh, I swam my freshman year of high school and every Tuesday, Thursday, for some reason we had to run two miles. It was like part of the swim training. And oddly I could like crush those two miles. And I don't know if I was actually crushing or if yeah, everyone else was just like crushing everyone running. else. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think like, yeah, I'm going to say the first real run I probably did was, yeah, with the high school uh, swim team. Cool. Yeah. And what was it that, that you liked about it that kept you coming back? Yeah, I was just like, I had been swimming for, oh God, like 10 years. And I just like wasn't that good. And then like running kind of right <laughs> It's away. really hard. It is really hard. Yeah. And it was just funny because I'm like, man, I've been doing this since I was six years old. <laughs> and like, I'm still not that good. Yeah. And which, you know, that doesn't matter a hundred percent, but it, you know, kind of does. Yeah. And so running like right away, I was like, man, like I like really enjoy this. And I think I'm like not that bad at it. So, um, yeah, like every Tuesday, Thursday, I always like really looked forward to those. Like, I think it, I literally was two miles and yeah. we had to do it at like five 30 in the morning, but I loved it. And everyone else was like crying and throwing <laughs> up and I was like, Oh, this is great. And then I think, uh, yeah, ever after that, uh, freshman year swim season, I actually quit swimming and that's when I started running track. Cool. Yeah. So fast forward a few years, you're now running marathons. I am now running marathons. What what was it that changed going from two miles to, you know, more than 10 times that distance? Yeah, I think uh, college, I ran the 10K and, you know, 10K is good, but I felt like, um, I know I was just like, man, I feel like if I could just go longer, I would be like more successful. So then... Yeah. After college, I joined a training group in uh, D.C. that was primarily all about marathon, half marathon. Mm -hmm. So did a few half marathons. And still, I was like, you know, this is a fun distance. But uh, yeah, I, I still want to run longer. And then I kind of did. I ran my first marathon way too young. I think I was 23 years old. I ran Houston back in the day. And uh, yeah, it just kind of kept me coming back. What was it like crossing that first finish line? It was, I remember throwing up, but minus <laughs> that, um, it was... It Did was, you get that on photo? I think, I'm sure we have a picture somewhere. It's like, yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm like hunched over the trash can. But. I have a friend who, <laughs> during a half marathon, she crossed the finish line and vomited. And like mid-vomit was captured. Yeah. Oh, no, those photo. are the best. It's like, oh, everyone's going to remember this forever. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, it was incredible. Like, I honestly... Um, I had no idea what to expect and I think I got a little spoiled cause to this day, I think that was the best weather I've ever had for a marathon. It was yeah. like 40 degrees, beautiful Houston day. Um, but no, it was exciting. And I think the marathon, there's just like so much room for improvement because it's so long that I was like, man, I just want to like keep doing this until I can kind of like really nail it. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And I by no means think I've nailed it yet, but uh, I think I'm getting like a little better each time. Cool. So walk me through a marathon for you. What, where do you, how are you breaking it up? What are you, what are you yeah. thinking on the start line? Well, it kind of depends. Um, but a lot of times 
I, I actually don't look at my watch like the whole race just because I think that that can like mess with you. And like your GPS is like all over the place yeah. when you're running. And so you're like, did I run an eight minute mile? Right. Or was that a three minute, minute mile? mile? I actually have no idea. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I break it up. Uh, it's honestly usually like by water stations. I'm like, okay, just get to the next 5K, get to the next 5K. And I think, you know, the real racing doesn't start till after 18 miles. So I think a lot of it is like managing like the fatigue up until 18 and then like being able to kind of quote unquote, like crush the last, even though yeah. like, you might not be crushing. Right, the but, last like, eight. Yeah, like really get after it because I think that's where like the carnage kind of is of people that go out too hard and you're like, okay, get to 18. And then I know I can like start competing. So what are you thinking at mile 18? At mile 18, it's kind of like, damn, this is go time. Like you really got to like, I mean, you're pretty focused the whole time, but this is where you're like, okay, this is like where it matters. And just kind of like maintain, like don't, don't fall apart. (laughs) Cool. So you run a couple of marathons. What's been the most memorable race so far? Uh, The most memorable was... Boston this year was pretty epic, um, and that one was memorable. And then I think uh, Frankfurt in 2016, mm-hmm. um, I had been really injured, all build up. Like I was contemplated not even going. I was like, you know, I just like don't think this is a good idea. And uh, I went there and I ran a four minute PR. It's where I broke 230 for the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I like almost didn't even come to this race. This is crazy. So uh, so yeah, I think that was pretty that was the most memorable and just being like so like blown away with myself that uh yeah i'll always remember that one cool so um let's let's go back to boston yeah um a lot of so i live in boston a lot of the people yes. listening to this podcast <laughs> live in boston and we love running that race and yeah. we love that and co- i love running that race so <laughs> what's what's it like what's it like as an elite mm-hmm. you know coming through framingham and natick and i'm getting goosebumps like yeah. Just even talking about it and and Newton and mm-hmm. Brookline and, you know, coming into Kenmore Square. Like, what's that energy like, you know, up at the front? Yeah, it's it's incredible. And that is one where you you have to run so smart because you take off in yeah. and like you're just roll downhill. Like, yeah, you roll down the hill and there's like these crazy crowds. And, and you do. You have goosebumps and you're yeah. just like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. I want to sprint. And then you're like, <laughs> OK, no, like rain it. Reel it in, yeah. But no, I think that is of all the marathons. I've run Boston twice, but it's like it is. It's the only race where it is just packed the entire way with fans. And like there's always I feel like there was always someone that like knew who I was yeah. or something. And they're like, you know, you've got this, you could do it or whatnot. And you're like, man, you just don't get that in other races yeah. all the time. And like that support, like Houston, when I ran it the first time, uh, there was no one on the course at one point. I didn't even know if I was on the course anymore. Cause I was like, I'm not running with anyone <laughs> out here, but Boston, no, you like, it's just, it's like a whole nother world. And that's why I just want like everyone to do it. And I know you have to qualify and yeah. whatnot, but I'm like, God, I just want everyone out there to be able to experience this. <laughs> I know. So cool. I know. I ran in 2015 and 2017 and, and you know, it, it was hot in 2017. And it, that's when I ran 2017. 2017 yeah. was, was, a, it was very warm. Yes. That was a tough year, <laughs> but great for spectating. Yeah. Great for this. They were having so much fun that year. I will never forget that. Yeah. Um, what was the other year you ran? And then I ran this, I ran 2017 this past year, yeah. Then, yeah, this year. How was the weather when you ran this year? 
This I know it's all over the board. Yeah, it was funny. I we got on the bus at uh, it was probably like you know six thirty in the morning, and it was just like the most oh, torrential pouring, downpour, yeah. and it was rainy, it was windy, and I think all of us like wanted to cry. We we're <laughs> like, oh my god, it's gonna be like last year. So we like get on the bus, and it's like just downpouring the whole way out to the start because you're on there for an hour, right? Like, literally, and it's like a school bus, and you're getting <laughs> wet inside. Yeah, and I'm like looking around, and everyone looks like they're gonna like throw up or cry, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so sad. But then we get off the bus to go into the little like church where you like are staged and the weather like it completely stopped raining cleared up I think. Well, that's because you're like 40 miles away <laughs> yeah and i was like oh my gosh like i think this might actually be all right and then yeah by the time we started i can't even remember how it might have been like in the 60s and like maybe like humid yeah it was super nice in the morning yeah it was nice though like it wasn't it wasn't raining uh, but isn't that bus ride just like the most oh my god it's the worst because you're you're on the mass pike and it's it takes like an hour and you're like, I have to run this run back. Yeah. You're like just sitting on there and like, everybody's just like really tense and you're just like, Oh man, this is not my favorite part of the day. So what are you thinking about when, when you're, when you're getting ready to race and you think it's going to be like completely shit weather? Yeah, I think like honestly training in Boulder uh, this winter was like horrific. It was our worst winter ever. And I was just like running outrageous road loops and doing ridiculous things. But I think in that situation, you're like, okay, well, I've run in chaos like all winter. So if it turns into being just like a crap day where you just have to go out and like compete and deal with some outrageous element like all right i'll be okay like i'm from chicago i used to run in negative degrees i ran in the horrible winter of boulder like i got this so yeah i think that that like bad weather training is like really understated yeah no i mean when you're doing it um it was like awful here all winter but i honestly think uh yeah i mean it just prepares you to kind of mentally be ready for anything definitely um so chicago what are you what are you going in thinking? Are you do you yeah. have a set goal? What's the yeah. what's the game plan? Um I'm going to Chicago to run fast and I think that's why everybody goes yeah. to Chicago, but uh yeah, I think uh, with the wind at your back hopefully. Th- yeah, we're going to have this huge tailwind. The windy and, city. And, yeah, yeah, it's going to be amazing. But um yeah, no, I'm going there uh with the hopes of running a pretty big PR. I've run within the same time three times and I'm like, all right, we're not going. I like talked to my coach uh, back in July when we were kind of talking about things. And I'm like, I'm not going to Chicago to run 229 again. Like we're going there to like try and do something pretty cool. Nice. Um, so I think my whole support team's on the same page, which is kind of fun. Like we all kind of talk about the big goal, but yeah, I think uh, we're looking to run pretty fast there. Cool. I love how you say it. Like we're looking to run fast. It's not, I'm looking to run fast. Yeah. Well, I just feel like I have so many people that are like behind me right now and it's such a team effort. Like from like, I feel like my family knows what I'm trying to do. Like my coach, my agent, like my pacer, my friends. I'm like, man, this is like a really big team effort. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, I have to say you win the, speaking of fast, you win the award for fastest outreach to um, confirmation of podcast ever. Oh, yeah. It was probably within like 30 <laughs> like seconds. Six I happened minutes to be on, total. Like, yeah. Instagram, and I was like, who's messaging me on Instagram? And I was like, oh yeah, I can do a podcast. I'm not doing anything. So how do you use social media as a pro athlete? It's a question that I love asking or I love hearing about. Yeah. Um, what's, what's your approach to social media? Yeah, I think... Um, I always say I love it and I hate it at the same time. And like, I love it because we can connect to 
you know, so many people like across the whole world. Right. And, you know, we all feel kind of like unified by this, this running thing that we do. But then I do feel like there's times we kind of talked about earlier, like the comparison game right. where you go on there and you see what everyone's doing and you start being like, Oh my God, should I be doing more? Should right. I be doing less? Like, is this right? And that's kind of where I'm like, all right, I don't love it for maybe that aspect, right. but, uh, for other things, um, no, I do think it's pretty cool. Like, I don't think, I think we're like connected in a different way than we ever have been before. And, uh, no, I think it's, I think it's a good tool. Cool. Um, walk me through a week of training, not yeah. necessarily like the workout itself, but how do you, how do you and Steve set up your week? Yeah. Normally it's, uh, two or three harder days um, with, I normally, we kind of have played around with some things this time compared to other buildups. So. Are you on a seven day program? Yeah. So uh, how it's kind of gone this time around is Sunday will either be a, um, it's always a long run, but it might have a work every other week. It has a workout in it, like of some sort of marathon esque pace. So that's pretty much every Sunday we'll have that either long run, which a long run in itself is always more of like a, just a hard effort right. day. Even if it's not a workout, you still have to like get moving. So yeah, Sunday kind of like ends everything. Then Monday is like my walk jog day. Like literally like sometimes like nine plus minutes. Yeah. I'm just like, don't look at the watch. Yep. Just like get it done. Um, Tuesday has normally been like speed work. I've actually been on the track like at least once a week, this whole buildup, which is good because uh, the track is so honest. Like it doesn't lie. And you know, like exactly kind right, of where you are. In. Yeah. Which has actually been good coming from uh, the winter where I was running these outrageous loops and I was like, Oh, it's all effort. No, it, it's fine. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. We're this time around. I'm like, no, I think we really need to actually know what I'm doing. Right. So yeah, Tuesdays normally typically, some sort of like speed or whatnot. And then Wednesday I'll do, um, I was going high up to like mags or something for like kind yep. of a longish run, but I've kind of taken that out. Like just we're only three weeks out now. So I'm like, I for don't like hill workouts or just like a strong, like hilly run because yep. I mean, obviously Chicago, I'm trying to run fast, but the trials, we also have to look at that right. and just like maintaining the strength. So, um, yeah, Wednesdays typically was like a hilly or just like a longish type run Thursday, like an, and I usually cross train on a Wednesday as well. Um, I get back to my roots and I like splash around in the pool. So <laughs> I do nice. That. It's so good for recovery. Too. Yeah, it's good. I actually have to do that later today, which I don't, I used to dread it, but now I'm like, no, this is actually nice. Like it's yeah. not painful. Like running is, so <laughs> I don't even mind it. Um, yeah, Thursday is another like easy day. Friday is uh, normally like a threshold type session. I might do it on the track, um, which some people like laugh at. They're like, how are you doing like eight mile <laughs> tempo or whatever on the track? I'm like, no, like you can, yeah. you can run fast and you can like get it done. And again, like it, you can't lie. Like this is what right. it is. Um, yeah. And then Saturday easy and then Sunday hard again. And are you doubling Wednesdays and Fridays too? Um, I double normally I'll double Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday's like a swim Thursday, Friday. So usually four times a week. Got it. Yeah. How do you, um, what do you do from a recovery standpoint? Um, I literally just don't really do that much. <laughs> I <feel like laughs> do after, you nap? I do. I'm a napper. Um, but like the rest of my day after I run, I'm like, I'm like, feel like I'm like very sedentary. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like the laziest person. <laughs> I like don't do anything. 
Um, but yeah, I pretty much the run. laziest person running 10 times a week, 12 yeah, times exactly. a week. I'm just like, how does this work out? But yeah, I nap, uh, every day. I'm like a child. Yep. Like I can't function without my like hour nap in the afternoon. And it's like, even if I don't fall asleep, I just need to lay down for yeah. like an hour. And how many hours a night are you sleeping? Um, so I've never been a great like sleeper. I know some people can sleep like 12 hours, but if I get eight to nine, like that is, that's fine with me. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, do you, do you use any of the, you know, hundreds of options of recovery places in Boulder here? So I actually, there's so many places to go, but no, I honestly, like I have a pair of, I have the Norma Tech boots. So I'm in those probably. While napping. My, yeah. No, honestly, like sometimes you put them on and you yeah, just, just like, fall, asleep. fall asleep, but I'm in those for like an hour every single day. Um, sometimes twice if I'm like super exhausted, I'm like, I'm just going to go in again just yeah. to be safe. Just to make sure. Yeah. Um, I do that. Normally I get a massage once a week, you know, standard. Um, and then besides that, I don't really do a lot of the other fancy stuff. I know there's like cryo here and there's yeah. a million places to go, but I keep it pretty simple. My coach is of the belief that if you have time in the day to do these advanced things, you know, you should either run more or sleep more. Yeah. And so I go with the sleep. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Good choice. Um, what is it like with the obligations as a sponsored athlete or as a professional athlete? How do you manage um, partnerships and things like that? while also yeah. staying true to yourself. Yeah, I think you just have to partner with companies that have the same values as you and um, just that are good people behind the scenes. And uh, right now I don't have a shoe sponsor, but I have a nutrition and hydration sponsor. I'm with Sword and Garden of Life and they're fantastic and I love working with them. And um, it's all it's always fun. And I, like, I think more than anything, they're just really good people. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just have to find people that you kind of mesh well with. Definitely. Working on the other side of it for a brand, it's fun to to sort of see how, um, just how personal it, mm -hmm. it is. And it's yeah. like, you know, I was running with a friend yesterday and he, we were talking about nutrition sponsors. He's like, oh, would you, you know, connect me with, with your friend over there and this and that. And it's like, it's not business. It's not a business relationship anymore. It's like no. friends connecting it to is. friends. Yeah, which is kind of fun because you're like, oh, we're like actual we're all right. people like we're in this, yeah, yeah this everyone has a job yeah. your job is running and you know whatever it might be and it's just everybody's helping each other out it's super yeah. cool no it is cool i like it cool mm. um switching gears a little bit um what scares you what scares me oh gosh um i think sometimes i think we i think as athletes we worry like about maybe like not living up to our potential yeah. or not um you know, getting the most, like maybe you had a great buildup and you kind of are a little scared. You're like, wait, but like, what if this doesn't show on right. race day or whatnot? But, um, I think it's good to remember that there's always going to be another race. And yeah. that's what I tell myself. Maybe when these like fears start creeping in, I'm like, oh gosh, like what if it doesn't happen right. this time? Well, it's like, okay, if it doesn't happen this time, it can still happen another time. Right. Like, just like stick with it. So yeah, I think those are two things that I always kind of have to like quiet down a little bit. Like, Hey, cool. like stop thinking about that stuff. Yeah. What do you wish um, some of your fans knew about you? Oh, man, what they knew about me. Um, I'm kind of old school. Yeah. I really just kind of am very big on you get better, honestly, just by like putting in the hard work. And like you were talking about the recovery fancy. Right. Those things are great. But at the end of the day, like I'm super old school. I'm like, if you want to get better, you got to just train hard. Like yeah. find what works for you. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so. I'm going to label him as the most referenced 
person on this podcast, Peter Bromka. Okay. Um, talked about how it's funny because like the last I mentioned him in like no, the I last know three he episodes. He ran Boston this yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he was he was the fastest guy in the in the non elite start for yeah, he for was, a few he's weeks. Like two nineteen. He's a good. Yep. He's a good guy. Um, great guy. Very smart. Very um educated on marathoning and what he said was people come to him all the time with i want to bq what do you recommend yeah you know i want to bq this year what What shoes do i wear what yeah and (laughs) and his his take is exactly what you said it's like just layer it on top of each other you know season after season it's not going to happen immediately no Mm -hmm. matter you know the book how bad do you want it like you can want it as bad as you want and it's like you have to be realistic sometimes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be Q for four years and mm-hmm. I, I ran a, f- you know, some fast five K's in 2014. I was like, great, cool. I'm fit. Yeah, let's run, let's right run now. 305. Yeah. And, um, that never happened. And I, you know, I ran, I ran, a my first was 335 and then I mm-hmm. cut off a few minutes and got down to 320 and then ran a 401. <laughs> <laughs> Which those always happen. I have definitely had those. Where you're yeah. Like, oh, that's not what I thought was going to happen. Exactly. And then, and then I went 401, 259. So it was, there you go. Mm-hmm. um, but that was four years later. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just wild how, um, you just, it's all about, you know, mile after mile after mile and not yeah. any one workout or any one season. Mm-hmm. Um, consistency. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, what's one thing you know now that you wish you knew five years ago? Yeah, I think like my younger self, um, yeah, I think I wanted it like immediately, kind of like, okay, I'm, I feel like I'm fit. I'm going to run, you know, sub 230 right. ASAP. So I was totally fell, you know, victim to like, I need to run more. I need to run harder. And at the end of the day, I think I just learned like, I was like fighting my body. I wasn't exactly like even, I wasn't like absorbing what I was putting right. in because it was just like the struggle. What do you mean you were fighting? I just feel like um, there's a difference between like normal fatigue and fatigue where you're like, okay, this, can't is, get out of this bed. is like a disaster. Like this isn't good. Yeah. So I think now I can definitely recognize the difference between like when my body's actually absorbing it and when it's right. like, hey, you need to like cool it. So I think, yeah, I think you graduate from college and you're like, okay, like I'm going to have immediate success and I just have to run all these miles and it's going to be amazing. And right. you're like, wait, that's like not at all what happened. Yeah. So I think, yeah, taking a step back and it's fun. I can kind of like mentor my sister in this a little bit because she's such a baby she's only 24 and I'm like it just takes time like be patient it's not going to happen overnight like don't fight it like just like kind of let it come to you over time did you have to make that mistake over and over again before it sunk in like plenty of injuries and like breakdowns to be like this is not the way to do it you got to just like be smart about this so what were some of the things that you weren't doing that you're now doing Yeah, I think um, you come out of college and every day in college, I feel like you just like didn't, at least me, I'm not going to say everybody, but I just like did feel like I never really recovered. It was like every day I felt like I had to be this like grand effort. Blast it. Yeah. Yeah, Like I did. Every day has to be like seven minute pace or under. Like I don't care. Right. And um, I think I had that mentality like leaving college. Like, oh, every day needs to be like still really good effort. And then... um, No, I just learned that's actually not at all. Like I need those days where I just like take a baby walk and I jog like eight, nine minute pace. And then 
I'm actually able to like absorb the hard work that I put in. But it took so many years to finally like ingrain that in right. my like head and be like, hey, it's okay to run like really slow sometimes. And just like, often, often actually, yeah, <laughs> you like, should. It's, it's not so, just okay, you should. Yeah, like you definitely should. Like now, like I refuse to run with people certain days of the week because I'm like, no, 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 you're like, you're too not, fast. Yeah, you're not gonna want to run as slow as I right. want to run, and I like need to baby jog. Well, today. listen, anytime you need to run slow, <laughs> I'm happy to. <laughs> Come on, come and run with me. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it was learning like how to recover like in that sense, just like every day doesn't need to be this crazy. Nice. And I think that that's a really sustainable approach. I ran with um, a guy named Matt Daniels yesterday. I mentioned Mm -hmm. him before. And I I was, I I run with a lot of our, the athletes we work with and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I was really nervous to run with Matt. Like he's really, really fit. He was in fourth at Western States and he's run sub four. And fast man. Yeah. And, and so he started out, we were running like seven thirties or eights at, um, Walker ranch. So mm. it's like 7,300 feet. Yeah. <laughs> and I live in Boston. So it's yeah, zero so feet. Like, and, and, um, pretty much right from the start, he was like, no, you, you go ahead. Like you can leave, yeah, like you I, do whatever, the pace. do whatever you want. He's like, I got a big workout tomorrow. Like we can go as slow as we want. Yeah. So, um, I was proud to set his uh, his slowest known time at uh, the Walker Ranch Loop. <laughs> like, yes, but he probably crushed his workout today because he just yeah. Killed. I can't as did I, and I and I can't wait to find out how his workout went with his super fresh legs. Yeah, that's awesome. But I think that that's that's so key that it's that demarcation between or that delta between hard and easy that yeah. so many amateur runners miss mm-hmm. and if you're an amateur runner running 730 easy pace yeah. when the pros are running eight and nine yeah you're like tone like shalane runs eight <laughs> and nine yeah and and everyone is running eight and nine mm-hmm. like people who are winning races and yeah. the fittest athletes out there are running eights and nines mm-hmm. like do that <laughs> no it's true and i think i trained with a lot of uh, Kenyans and Ethiopians right after college and they they would be like 10 minute pace like, yeah. where it like actually hurt to run that slow but right. it's like damn like these people are like crushing me in workouts <laughs> like I really need to tone it well down. I heard that Kipchoge runs like he'll ease into his his easy runs at like 9 30 oh I don't doubt it at all like that is just how they do it but I mean they're so good so yeah. it's like clearly we need to take note so for sure so what are some things that, that you know as a pro that you think amateurs should be more aware of or be more mindful of? Yeah, I think um, not crushing it every day is huge. Like even the athletes I coach now, I'm constantly like, please just like take it easy, like take it easy. Yeah. And, um, and they think they're running easy, but I'm like, no guys, really take it easy. <laughs> you should be able to have a full conversation. Yeah, and I think also like, not being like married to a specific schedule. Like if life gets crazy, especially for people that don't get to just lay around and nap all day. Like I do (laughs) like, yeah, like things are going to come up or you might be like really tired because you were with your, had to do something with your kids all day. So I think like being flexible is huge and being like, I know the paper says I have to do this, but like maybe we should take a step back and like think about changing it. And I think not being like so rigid is really big. And that's what I always like tell people. I'm like the people I coach, I'm like, Hey guys, like, if something's not working, like, let me know and we'll just like change it. Like, don't feel like this is exactly what you have to do just because totally. I'm down. Um, Jesse Thomas has a really good quote. And I, the quote itself is I'm blanking on, on the actual quote, but yeah. it's something along the lines of like, a plan is just a plan. Yeah. And, and it's there for guidance, but you need to, you know, I'm butchering it, but 
That's yeah. the point. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, so like be a little bit flexible. Right. And I think again, like my younger self was like, no, this is what it says. This is what I do. And now I'm like, no, like that, that's not exactly like right. how it needs to be. <laughs> so fast forward five years. Where, yes. where are you? Where am I? Um, still I in Boulder, like, obviously. Still in Boulder, a lot wiser. Um, <laughs> after many, you know, injuries and things, um, I feel like I'm a lot smarter about the way I train. Um, but I feel like I'm in a good place. Like, um, I'm happy. Like, I'm glad where my the direction my running's going. Um, I feel like I have a good life balance here in Boulder. A uh, lot of friends, and uh, I think it's important to keep. Uh, not to be like a hermit all the time and like still incorporate like some fun into Definitely. your life. Um, but yeah, I think I'm in a really good place here. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's talk about balance. Yeah. Um, I talked with Noah Drotty yesterday mm-hmm. about um, the concept of balance. And he said, when I, somebody wanted to know, like, we know what you're good at. What do you struggle with? Yeah. Um, and he said balance basically. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, it's staying in touch with, the people that I care most about. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I'll bury myself in, in miles and I don't have energy for other stuff. Exactly. So, (laughs) yeah. So how do you balance, you know, running at a high level with Mm. other obligations that you have in life? Yeah. I mean, I think I'll never be like a hundred percent fully balanced because obviously this is like a huge part of my life, but I do, I think it's important to like keep the relationships and like, you know, make sure you're talking to family and friends and like college friends. Even if it means like me and my sister, I'm always like, no, we have to like go out and do something like once a week. Like we need to go out to dinner. We need to go to happy hour. Like I don't even care if it's only once a week. We just like have to get out of the house and do something. So I think I actually like, and I make sure I like stick to it that we like do something quote unquote like fun once a week so even if it's like funny and you like it's kind of like structured fun time i don't even care because like (laughs) it's in the calendar yeah it's in the calendar going to happy hour having fun today so no i think it's gonna have one and a half beers and it's gonna be great we're gonna go home and go to bed but (laughs) at 8 30 but no it makes you feel like uh i think it just uh it helps me like not get burned out because i think in the past when i've gotten burned out it was because i was too like I just didn't allow anything else in my life, but you do definitely need to have like the relationships. Definitely. Uh, do you listen to music when you run? I don't. It's actually funny. I have think I listened to music once uh, my first like run and the things fell out of my ears and I've never done it again. <laughs> and so cool. even the treadmill, like yeah. I only did had to do it once this winter, but yeah, it was like 20 miles of no music and I almost cried. On the I, treadmill? Yeah, and I was like, wait, maybe I really do need the music. I was like, yeah. What did you think about for 20 miles on the treadmill? Well, it was, uh, it happened to be, it's the only time I had to do it all You're doing winter. a workout? It was a workout, oh, okay. yeah. So there was like tears were shed because I just was like, oh my God, I really need something But that's better than, than just like a 12 mile easy run or yeah, like something. I, I think it was because at least I could break it up and right. I was playing with like the incline because I was like training for Boston. So I was like just like yeah, give me heartbreak on this one yeah um did the machine shut down on you um it, Dude, the I duration think it only goes for an hour yeah so there was like a point where <laughs> Isn't I, that's soul crushing yeah where i was <laughs> like damn it no i'm like i'm in like the middle of a repeat and yeah that's that was just a day i've kind of like blocked out of my memory but <laughs> now that we brought it back up <laughs> good times peeling back old wounds um yeah. Yeah. what was it like running heartbreak Running heartbreak. It's funny. Um, those, I feel like last time I ran Boston, um, I just like maybe didn't know what to expect quite as much. And, uh, I, I really died on heartbreak. (laughs) So in 2017, there were, there were not a lot of people out there on heartbreak. No, I don't remember there being. Sorry, 2018. 
2018? Well, 2018 was the... Right, that was the wet year. That was the torrential, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, 2017... 2017, it was packed. I, I think... No, it was hot. So people were having fun. They're like getting sunburned. Yeah, I mixed it up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like that time, I just like... I had run the course one other time. Um, but still, like, I think I just like didn't quite know what to expect. But this time around, having done it before, like I think Boston's a course that like favors you if you've done it before. Yeah, for sure. I kind of like knew what to expect. And I was telling someone this and they laughed at me and they're like, you're crazy. But I was like, I felt like when I got to the hills this time, there was more downhill than uphill. Like and yeah. someone was like, you're insane. Like there was so no, much uphill. That's the that's absolutely correct. So I live I live like right off of mile 24. Yeah. And so pretty much all of my long runs. Or just yeah yeah I'll whole, I'll go out to the thing. firehouse and turn around and, and run yeah, back and it's like fourteen the, miles and I hate running out but yeah. I love running back because there is there's down right yeah yeah they made me feel crazy no no no, no. you're a hundred percent right the way that the way that the hills work you have these these big there are four of them you have mm-hmm. a big hill and then a long slow descent and then yeah. a big hill and a long slow descent and so you get momentum right on the long yeah, descent. yeah yeah and so if you come in appropriately like Mm -hmm. that should be the fastest part of the course yeah mile 19 is can be insanely fast yeah Um, which is crazy but yeah yeah. and that's where you can open it up i I love that mile but i think uh maybe i ran it better this time around but i was like wait like i think the hills are like kind of over and i actually think there was like a lot of down this time yep um i had a workout uh, two weeks ago that I did as a tempo from the base of firehouse. Yeah. The fire, the firehouse. Um, and it took me a minute beyond the top of heartbreak. And my coach gave me permission to like go into the well on this one. And I just blasted it. (laughs) And that mile 19 is, it's that stretch after, where is it? It's the stretch after the mile 18 hill. So you go up, you go up right at the firehouse Mm -hmm. and then you go down a little bit and then you go up again and then it's that long sweeping turn. Yes, I know exactly where this is. Yeah, yeah, before All you get memories. to the city hall. Yeah. And like you can just rip really it there. Can. And it's yeah. so fun. If you've run like like a, a, appropriately. appropriately. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I definitely was in the other realm like, in 2017. <laughs> Inappropriate like, running. Oh, God, this is yeah. not, this is not good. <laughs> and the funny thing is a lot of people will crest heartbreak mm-hmm. and say, where was heartbreak? Where was heartbreak? Because it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's all, all things the stuff considered. That came before it, right? Yeah. Uh, it's still a half mile hill. Yeah. It's but still, yeah, it's hard. It's not. You know, it's not that bad. No. It's not like what. <laughs> out no. Here in Boulder. And I think yeah, running in Boulder on just some outrageous hills, you're like, wait, like that's not even that's not that bad, and there's oxygen, so I'm gonna be okay. Totally. So let's talk about let's talk about like functional training on this type of terrain. So like today, I ran. Uh, lion's lair and it's just two miles straight up of Mm -hmm. like mostly smooth trail yeah so you have all these like incredible training grounds that are that are super functional so do you and your coach build in you know specific places for workouts you mentioned magnolia road yeah Um, i think um well since he doesn't live here um it's kind of like up to me to like yeah. just kind of pick where I want to Figure do it. it but like for a Boston, it'll say like this needs to be done on like, you know, a rolling, like pretty difficult route. Yeah. So then I go, all right, where's like a really difficult route? They're all difficult. <laughs> and then I just like pick one of them that I'm like kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll give me like, yeah, I want this like flat or, or hilly, but, but it's up to me to like pick the spot. Cool. Do you go up higher often? 
Um, I was a lot this summer. Um, I was like pretty out of shape because I, I like took some, a lot, quite a bit of downtime after Boston. And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna like get up there yeah. and run some a lot of like in Netherlands. And- yeah, so I would go to Mags. Um, I ran Gold Hill, which I'm not sure if you've done that no. one, but that was another one where like I I thought I was gonna die, and <laughs> I was like, I don't ever want to come back here. Yeah, but yeah, I think Netherlands is great. Um. And like Mags, I I mean, some people will say it's just like the worst run ever, but I think it's like not compared to some of the other ones. It's yeah. really not that bad. So that was kind of my go to. Do you want to explain what Mags is? Yeah, Magnolia Road. It's uh, I want to say it's a seven, seven and a half mile yep. long dirt road, uh, just like rolling hills the entire time. Uh, it's at like I want to say it's eight to like 9,000 feet. Yeah, it gets up to like 8,500 yeah. or something like that. So it, it's manageable. You're not like once, I, for me, like anything over 9,000, I think is like a suffer fest. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's basically a, like a staple run. I think what, wasn't it like CU was like kind of the first yep. like team that kind of did it. Um, yeah, but if you go up there on a Sunday, you're probably going to see like half the people you know in Boulder. Um, but yeah, I did that run a lot this summer. Cool. Yeah. Do you do anything different nutrition wise living at 5,000 plus feet? Yeah, I think um, for me, I just like err on the side of caution when I'm at altitude and like you just don't want to get injured. So you do, you have to eat more and you have to be like pretty, you know, good about your recovery. And then I also think um, just like with iron, I take double the amount of iron Mm -hmm. when I'm up here just because I've like my iron, like I trained in Albuquerque back in the day and I just remember my iron like plummeting like yeah. as soon as I went up there and I was like, never again. Yep. So now I make sure like in the beginning of a marathon buildup, I'll go like get the iron checked, make sure it's fine. But I still stay like double on that. And uh, yeah, just like calcium, vitamin D, things like that. Cool. Staples. Yeah, I've heard that the, um, I work with a lot of dietitians and their feedback is eat more carbs and drink more water. Yes. Just eat more food. You're always going to be dehydrated or you're going to feel like it because it's so dry here. Yeah. So that's another thing. Just like, yeah, eat more, err on the side of caution. Like just make sure. Great advice in general. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's, uh, what's your post long run? refuel long run um it's brunch like i could eat pancakes any time of the day honestly yep so a lot of times i'll go and there's this place it's outrageous but i spend like 15 dollars on an acai bowl like right away because i'm so overheated (laughs) yeah and then i go home and then i have uh yeah some sort of brunch my sister's normally at home and i'll just be like make me something (laughs) nice yeah so is she running um does she do a lot of running with you um, so she actually, uh, had an Achilles, uh, injury this past summer, but she was like my coach on the ground. Like it was cool. amazing. She like came down my workout. She was like yelling split. She's like, I'll be on the bike. I'll hand you water. And I'm like, you're amazing. Like, thank you for like sacrificing the time you could cross train to like come and coach me. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, are you doing any strength training or is it mostly yeah. the pool twice a week? Um, strength training. And, uh, I used to just like completely, I hated strength training. I was like, this isn't fun. I hate it. Like, I don't want to do it. But, yep. uh, and I was so weak. And I think that's why I was like always getting hurt. Cause I just refused to incorporate right. that. But now no, it's like a game changer. I'm like lifting way more than I have. And it's funny. Cause like for other people, being able to like squat the bar is no big deal. But right. I'm like, guys, no, like I couldn't even like squat like 20 pounds before. So this is like huge yeah. for me. Um, yeah. So twice a week, always on uh, workout days. And are you working with Rosie on the strength training? Yeah. With uh, Leomo. So they put all these like sensors on me and yeah. I like found my weak spots and yeah. But I mean, it's something that I never used to do. And like, again, I would tell my younger self, like, no, just do it. Like you really need it. Right. So cool. Um, what other, what, what races are on your bucket list? Oh, 
bucket list races. There's like actually so many, but um, I really want to run Berlin. I just, I need it's coming to, up this week. I know. I'm like, can I just like go and do both? <laughs> like, no, you can't. Uh, Berlin and uh, Tokyo. I really want to run Tokyo. Yeah. And there's something about going to Japan that I really want to go to Japan. Have you so been? I have never been. And those are like my two races, Tokyo and Berlin, that I just am like, I got to get to those yeah. races one day. Berlin looks like it's a fast one. And yeah. Tokyo, I feel like, would be, would be a, a challenge logistically, but would be super fun. Yeah, I would have to like figure out like, yeah, there'd be quite a bit of jet lag. But yeah. um, do you do any trail running here in Boulder? Um, I don't do a ton. I ran with my agent the other day. We did like a trail run and I was like super nervous about it because I have like jello ankles and I was like, am I like going to be okay with this? And he's like, yeah, you're going to be fine. Up. Yeah. He's like, no, you're, you're really going to be fine. Um, but I was fine. It was a very nice yeah. surprise. But We're- there's, uh, it was like a Marshall, uh, have you run from Marshall trailhead? No. Um, yeah, it's right by my house, but there's like an open space, a million trails out there opens cool. to like El Dorado Canyon. Um, so yeah, on like an easy day when I'm like, no, you really need to run slow. I'll just run somewhere like that. Nice. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks so much for doing this. It was a fun chat and we'll be yeah. uh, rooting for you in, in Chicago. Thanks. Um, where can people find you on social media? On social media, um, I am on Twitter and Instagram. I think Instagram, I'm like L Flanagan too, because apparently there's a lot of L Flanagans <laughs> out there. And then I think the same for Twitter. So cool. yeah, come find me. Follow along. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks. That's it for today's episode. Like many long runs, it's sad when it has to end. I hope you join in next week on For the Long Run. And in the meantime, happy trails. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it so that others can find it and enjoy it too.